This week's episode of Greetings from Wonderland is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrook. I don't want the Red King to see what we're doing. Why? Doesn't know he won't approve? Anastasia... You don't need anyone's approval. Whoever it was that made you feel this way, that you were somehow flawed or unworthy, you need to take that pain, the fear that they were right, and use it. It's the root of your power. Let it drive the magic and prove them all wrong! Greetings from Wonderland. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is A Town Called Storybrook? Storybrook? Uh, we also talk about <laughs> ABC series Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm fantastic. And yourself? I am doing just dandy, uh, mostly because we have a really good episode to talk about this week, Yay! which is a little unusual for Wonderland, but I think they're finding their, finding their voice. Uh, you know, it only took them about nine or ten episodes. <laughs> to get that rhythm going, just in time to be canceled, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not canceled. It was a short, yes. ordered show. It was a maxi series. A, a maxi, maxi series. series? Yeah. I don't, I don't maxi think... series, I think, is uh, 12 or more parts. Oh. So. Interesting. So it makes sense. Uh, but we do have a guest this week. I'd like to welcome to the show uh, Martine Schmidt, also uh, at Hot Air Hot with two Ts, <laughs> Air Balloon on Twitter. How are you doing? Hey, hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for uh, joining us tonight I, I i take it i take it uh you've you listen to the show right yeah i've been <laughs> listening for a while yeah <laughs> oh yeah it was actually because you uh got a hold of us uh, we put out a general call for guests on twitter or on facebook, facebook. rather yeah. and you responded over there and then you you uh wrote the email in and i and then i saw your twitter handle i was like oh i know hot air balloon i followed her a couple months ago or <laughs> a few months ago <laughs> so yeah. I, we recognize you <laughs> excellent okay right. well i guess we'll go ahead and get right into it amory if you'd like to uh, do the episode summary i don't know if i'd like to but i will <laughs> do it do it okay <laughs> cora returns to inspire ambition in the past she conspires to make a queen a magician alice and cyrus travel to a familiar town where a lamp is the villain that almost takes them down Everyone's looking for Will Scarlet's heart, because without it, Jafar's spell can't start. Its presence brings love, a reveal, and a splatter. Oh, <laughs> It's all in this week's new episode, Heart of the Matter. Yeah, really? The... Splatter? Well, well I know. I, I'd assume a puncture wound uh, would cause a bit of a splatter. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay, uh, we'll, we'll start with uh, Martine. Martine, just overall, uh, general impressions. What did you think of the episode? It was probably one of my favorites. I wasn't too sure about... I know everybody really liked last week's, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I preferred the one before, and this was probably the best of the season, I thought. But. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. I, I, my favorite episode of Wonderland by far. And I, I, I kind of got that a lot online, too, that people were just, like, going gaga over last week's episode. And I thought it was okay. It was a good episode for Wonderland. Absolutely. This one, you know, in, and I'll just go ahead and give my general impression here, too. Uh, but I, I thought it was as good as any episode or season two episode of Once, for sure. Right. Yeah. It was really, really strong. Uh, Amory, what were uh, your general impressions? I agree. I um, think that it was definitely the best of the season. Um, I did like last week's episode, apparently mm. a little more than you did. But <laughs> um, I think this even trumped that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It was this just is, strong. Was, the acting was at, mm. on everybody's part, actually, was amazing. Oh, I didn't feel like I was watching cartoon characters, mm -hmm. like bad cartoon characters. Yeah, and there's one character in particular that I want to bring up uh, a little later on in our discussion oh, that I, well, yeah, I was I shocked that. by. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I oh, go ahead. Um, one thing that um, me and Bill had been talking about earlier was that they obviously, at about last week, 
were filming those when the first ones were airing and they were getting feedback Mm -hmm. because there was such a drastic change in writing, acting, story, everything from the first half and then starting last week. And and it was all addressing, you know, criticisms, not just that we've had, but other people in the fandom, like all the common criticisms, it seems they kind of shored up a little. Yeah. It's like, Maybe they listen to people's podcasts and we know they read the Twitters because they respond frequently. So, but I just wanted to throw that out there. (laughs) Okay. uh, So I I guess we'll go ahead and get started into our main. Make it happen. Yeah. 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 So uh, first of all, um, something that we've been waiting for since episode uh, five minutes into episode one, we get back to Storybrooke, which, you know, I I thought it was all really, really good stuff, but it, I mean, we I know we got to see, uh, you know, Red's car in the background in right. one scene and everything, but I felt like we should have got a little bit more like touches into more familiar characters, familiar settings like uh, Emery. I know uh, you said earlier you thought maybe uh, the knave should have been living at Granny's. Absolutely. Just, like, in a house. That's actually like I think your point and my point sort of go hand in hand. Like, I feel like it was almost a wasted trip to Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, I, I really would have liked it if I th- more had mattered there. I mean, obviously, they needed to get the knave's heart and everything. You know, that was pretty essential to the plot. Mm-hmm. But it just it didn't seem to matter that it was Storybrooke. No, you know, it could have the, been anywhere. The fish out of water jokes. So what do you think, Martine? I think that was mainly just because like in one's proper, you often have one kind of quest going across like a few episodes, but Mm -hmm. obviously because it's like a shorter one, I do think they kind of had to make it shorter. So that's why it probably didn't feel that epic. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know what? I just completely lost my train of thought. I hate when that happens. Um, Like, (laughs) I don't think I like, I was okay with the shortness of it, Mm -hmm. but I just felt there needed more story brook interactions. Yeah, like, like there was zero interaction with the residents mm-hmm. outside of a car almost hitting them, and no one parts. like even and no one even like looks sideways at the big hole in the street. <laughs> nobody was out. There was nobody. There was nobody mm-hmm. in the street. Nothing. And then no, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I, I feel like uh, you know, it, where I, I kind of we had no way to tell where in the timeline we were. Obviously, right. we were before the end of last uh, the the mid season finale. Right. But past that, it it was kind of hard to say. Like, is is Cora still there, running around with Regina and Hook? I don't know. Right. And I wanted the name to live at Granny's. <laughs> I wanted yeah. this, like it would have his apartment could. Okay, it kind of looked like they were just like, hmm, we need an apartment for the name. Does anybody have an office they're not using? <laughs> That's what it looked like to me. Uh, Martine, you were going to say something? Um, one thing that got mentioned on Twitter, I remember, was that the car that drove past them when they just got out of the hole mm-hmm. was Gold's car. Oh, okay. Oh. So, yeah, because I was because yeah, there were two cars that that passed them. One was definitely Reds, a loud music and uh, you know a red finish. But yeah, the other one was Goldston. So that would definitely yeah. that would definitely place it solidly in season two. Which I know when we came into the story in Storybrooke uh, with the Nave and everything, that was supposed to be the first episode of season two. So I uh, I guess it's very possible that Cora could still be there. I mean, I know time works differently in in uh, the different lands and everything. But I we'll see. I uh, Martina, you had a point here you wanted to address because I think we kind of covered Amory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things that I'm so used to now from once proper is just that if you have somebody like on a quest, obviously their quest to get the heart back, mm-hmm. and like if it wasn't once proper, they would probably ha- also have had the quest of getting the heart back, like Wills's heart back from Cora. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which which I think they're not going to address in the next two episodes because it would have kind of fitted into this one rather than any other. So that's a bit disappointing, at least yeah. for me. I think they kind of just addressed that in dialogue because we, we knew from earlier in the series that Alice somehow got him his heart back from Korra. Right. And but uh, in you know it's just basically given lip service in this part of the thing. But I, I don't know at this point we're with such forward momentum and we're so close to the end that I don't know if they're gonna 
give us a flashback on that. But I mean, who knows? I almost I mean, don't want the flashback. Like as much as I'd like to know the story mm-hmm. right now, I'm actually engaged in the current story. Yeah. And I'd like to take advantage of that because I have been so disengaged with it for so long. Like yeah. now I'm just really happy. We chose to keep going with it. Oh yeah. yeah because there's it, actually stuff to talk about. They, they actually outdid themselves versus the mid season finale, which was, you know, phenomenal. Right. And uh, Martin, one more thing I wanted to address as far as uh, your point, as far as, you know, like the quest and everything. Yeah. It's like Wonderland. It, it seems like there's the big overarching quest of stopping Jafar and getting Cyrus back and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But besides that, it's really a lot more episodic than once proper. Cause once, once proper, like, if they go on a quest, you're guaranteed three or four episodes dealing with that quest <laughs> with Alice in Wonderland. And this is part of the reason that we name all the episodes Alice versus something. It's pretty much one main like big conflict. And then they kind of make slow progression on the overarching. Right. Plot. Yeah. So that that's a pretty interesting. OK, so people who have been listening to our commentaries on Wonderland, well, not commentaries, but, you know, episodes on Wonderland and everything. I they probably know I I haven't been a fan of Jafar at all. In fact, I've probably liked about two moments of him in the entire series <laughs> up until this episode. This episode, Jafar was great. Like if he had been this way throughout the entire series, I'd be really really happy. He was dark. He he was mysterious, and I I even there were even a few corny moments like kind of mustache twirly like big close zoom ups of him going like all spooky eyes, <laughs> but I, even those were entertaining because they they were fewer. They weren't every moment he was on screen. Right, it wasn't that typical like mm-hmm. I don't know almost dry and boring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think, I forget the actor's name off the top of my head. I, I know he's like big, especially for Lost fans like Martin. Because uh, <laughs> I saw you were watching, you were watching the Lost reunion right before uh, uh, you joined us, right? Yeah, I did. It was really fun. <laughs> Excellent. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard. Naveen I've heard of- Andrews. Sorry, uh, I was helping you out. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, Naveen did, did a great job. Like he, he had a lot of gravitas in this episode, which. Uh, you, you know, he really hasn't had. He's just been more kind of like a prop <laughs> more than anything. Right. This one, he yeah. really kind of hit home. Uh, Amory, what did you think of Jafar? Um, I I really liked it. And because, you know, we've sort of been on the same page with that, which is weird that we've agreed so much on anything. I know we never agree, right? We really don't. <laughs> except on that, except on the fact that we never agree. Awkward. <laughs> um, no, I think he... It, like I said earlier, it feels like they actually took the feedback into account mm-hmm. and used it well. Yeah. So um, just they made him less mustache twirly, as you mm-hmm. say. And it, I don't know, you could feel emotion coming from him. Yeah, Maybe ex- that's what it was, is there was actually like the only other time I feel like we've had this type of emotion was in his um, backstory episode. Yeah. And it, it, I think definitely, you know, because he was actually trying to accomplish something in this episode besides chasing down a MacGuffin. Right. Uh, he has the MacGuffin now, the genie bottle. <laughs> and uh, so now he's just really, really focused on getting that to work. So he has, he has more of a goal dramatically mm-hmm. now. And he, he's, he's more willing to uh, make certain characters expendable. <laughs> we'll yeah. Uh, but uh, Martin, what did, what was your impression of Jafar in this episode? Well, I also didn't like him in the previous episode, so, but I thought it was really interesting because you could see him getting really frustrated at the spell not working mm-hmm. and also like his comical one away with like the hard box. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. He was, he was just like fumbling all over himself. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just a bit better to have like a rounder character and have him with weaknesses and like really petty, mm-hmm. like frustration. <laughs> right. I think I think, you know, I I have I still have mixed feelings on the Jabberwocky overall. I mean, I, I like the actress. I think she's doing a fine job with it. <laughs> but uh, no, I th- I think uh, Jafar having her to interact with is helping a lot, too, because for some reason, him and the Red Queen just never really gelled for me as far as like kind of like a duo, a team. But uh, which I mean, I guess with. You know, the character progression with her uh, in the past couple episodes, that makes sense. Right. But I, but I, I, I think I think uh, having someone as 
just ruthless and evil as him to interact with helps a lot too. There's more to interact off of. There's more to play mm-hmm. off of for him. Yeah, unfortunately, he he doesn't have the staff to play off of anymore. Amber, ah, you had something ah, you wanted to address ah, <laughs> with that. That was fun. I loved it. I loved it because you with seeing the eyes change in the staff when he tries to use it against Cyrus. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. And props to the music people. The score was great on that scene. I was like, I almost feel like the music's coming out of the staff. <laughs> it just was so perfectly put together. But now I'm even more curious because now they know that it's Amara in this staff. Yeah, I'm trying to. What 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 was the thing the the ring girl in the well uh, said they needed? They have to, to return the water. So okay, they have but, to throw the staff back in the well, basically. This is my question. I'm like, there's no way in blah, blah, blah that they are going to just throw the staff in the water. Mm-hmm. There's no way. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, I'm sure they're probably going to try and find a better way. <laughs> I'm uh, sure they're going to try and find a better way in two episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I researched the names and mm-hmm. I found something really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like Jafar in the way back, that means water spring. So I was kind of questioning if that could fit in with like Nick's and they would just drop him in. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, that, that is really interesting. I wonder if the creators maybe, you know, when creating their version of Jafar, maybe they went through, saw that and were, were like, well, maybe we should have like a lady of the water scenario <laughs> for right. For giving and you the know what? Their power. Actually, sort of going with that, Jafar obviously is petrified of water because of the whole drowning thing. Yes. But the Knave even says that he's scared of water because he's like, I'll save you the time. I'm scared of water. I'm scared of this. I'm scared of raisins. I love grapes, but I hate raisins. <laughs> so there's that. I don't know if we have this later, but I feel I should. we should bring it up right now. Look Isn't the Knave just awesome? Oh, he's fantastic. He's he, great, yeah. His acting was so good in this episode, and we might address it later, so I, I won't uh, harp uh, on it here. Nope, you can harp. Oh, I can harp? Okay, can harp. no, the transition uh, when Cora pulled his heart out was just phenomenal. I, I mean, I know there were camera cuts, there were probably multiple takes, all that stuff, but just like the clearly defined him with the with heart, heart versus him up. with no heart. Right, and it was you could tell he was actually kind of being controlled by her a little bit, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he just perfectly played that with making it look natural. Yeah, it, it was like, you know, because he, he was, you know, fiery and passionate and trying to save everything. And then she pulls the heart out and he's just like, do do do, you know. Yeah. The the kind of bumbling along knave we've seen the whole series. One thing, Amory, that you didn't address in your point here, I'm looking at, I'm looking over your shoulder. Yeah. But it, I, I was kind of wondering, too, why hasn't Jafar pulled the other two genies out of the bottles at all? Expe- right. I mean, they have actors cast as those genies, so it seems right. like... Right, we know who they are now, so... It, unless, I don't know, I wonder if they, there could have been a switcheroo like we had with Cyrus with the other two. Maybe his brothers aren't in the bottles anymore. See, I was kind of kind of thinking mm-hmm. that, too, but... Yeah, because it seems almost like uh, he would have pulled another one of them out that didn't have such a sordid history with him to kind of run troubleshooting or tech support for why the spell wasn't right. working, you know? Yeah, I I don't know. It feels really weird that he hasn't pulled out the other genies. Mm. Because in a sense, if he hasn't summoned them, they don't belong to him. Mm-hmm. You know, like until somebody rubs the lamp. Yeah. And we get the whole mistress mine, thy will is thine. <laughs> See, I I was kind of assuming that uh whatchamacallit that he had he had done that off screen or something. I assume that as well, but I'm just saying we have no verification. Mm-hmm. Not a statement, not uh, you know, when this Janie came out, they told me this, you know. Yeah, I, I I would like to mention before we move on to Martine's point, actually, that uh, Martine, you can definitely feel free to steamroll yeah. over both yes, me please. and Emery. It's yes, our show. Keep talking. Yeah, it's our show. So we, you know, we just kind of push forward. Uh, but if you have something you want to jump in on, just interrupt us because we won't stop because we're conceited like that. But you had uh, some okay. points on uh on say more of the the uh, mythology uh, that kind of got fleshed out a little more in this episode. Um, which point point was that? Oh, F, F, <laughs> F, F in the F. Dog. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was 
looking a bit at um, how the hearts work. Mm-hmm. And I found it really weird that we kind of got a new rule about the Jabberwocky not being able to read the fear of the people who do not have a heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that kind of fitted in with, like, that I found it quite weird that Will is still able to feel compassion for Anna, although he doesn't have a heart. Yeah, that, that was something that I was kind of... uh curious about too because you could t- you could tell he cared right but it it, it wasn't the I, I, oh i will rend myself kind of uh caring that we saw in the flashback this episode yeah because if i compare it to kind of cora and regina she obviously just faked her interest in her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and will generally cares about anna so i i i don't know if it's actually just like a thing about a hero and a villain so that a hero can actually without a heart still be a good person mm-hmm. if it's actually just the capability of the heart so that's a bit yeah confusing, see so. yeah I, I kind of got the impression that it, it it was something along the lines of just will such a good person underneath everything like at his core that even when he doesn't have his heart he can't help but at least be you know, kind and nice and, you know, at least uh, kind of consider other people and their safety and happiness right. and things like that. Like, he, he's selfless even without a heart, if that makes sense. Right. No, yes, I think so, too. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, you, you had one other thing here, I think, right? Yeah, so there was... Um, I was thinking a bit about why she actually took Wills' heart. Mm-hmm. So if that was, was actually to be able to control the heart and control Will. Or if it was about um, removing the heart so she can manipula- manipulate Anna and kind of get her to practice magic for her. And I think there's been like a few spoilers that might give a good indication of that, but... Oh well, we'll we'll address those after the main conversation, yeah. possibly. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, like I, I kind of took it too as a, you, you know, hearts are currency, and if you have the heart uh, of somebody who the person you're trying to manipulate cares about, you have a lot of leverage over them. Right. Uh, but although I guess you know Anna was I, she wasn't aware that Will had his heart taken out, right? Not at all. Until this episode, so right. I, I guess Cora never. Uh, exercise that leverage, even Maybe if uh, she didn't have the chance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So but there's that. Yeah, you know, we're talking about Will here and how he, you know, considers other people. Someone I also, yeah, I just got a really good impression of retaining their empathic abilities, their abilities to kind of uh, feel what other people are feeling is Cyrus. Because mm-hmm. one, he's he's like a master actor in the first scene in this episode, right? When he goes into uh, the disco opium den. That was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like he was just, he 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 was the exact kind of person who would go into a place like that. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And although when they were fighting and Alice was shrunken, like, holding on to his boot. I was like, what are you doing, dude? You, like you're shuffling your feet around. You have a little insect on there. Uh, but it also, I, uh, you know, in the Storybrooke scene, when he was talking to Alice and he, he had Will's number down. Like he knew that he, even without a heart, he, he still was concerned enough about Anastasia to go on this grand adventure with Alice. And it, it right. wasn't really a selfless kind of paying her back for finding his heart thing. It was more of a, Oh, I, I I should probably check in on her. Right. <laughs> I think but, we're really only getting to know him now that he's freed from being a genie. Oh yeah, there was yeah. like a lot of pomp and circumstance on top of the character before the switch happened, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, but um, yeah, re- really like Cyrus in this episode, though. Uh, like uh, he he's becoming more less of an ideal character and more of like a, just like a real character, and it, it's interesting to see. A being who's been alive for thousands of, or a uh, hundred years. Yeah, I always keep thinking thousands just because genie, right? right. Uh, but, you know, that's been alive for that long. Uh, kind, kind of try and feel out mortality <laughs> after after right. so long. So it, pretty interesting. Uh, but, <clears throat> you know, we haven't really talked enough about Korra 
in this episode because Cora was a, a huge, huge part of this episode and something we've really been looking forward to. Uh, uh, but yeah. Amory, you had a couple things you wanted to discuss about her. I think Cora killed the Red King. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, but why? I want to know what their differences were. She didn't mm-hmm. really get into it. And I was already confused by the part where, you know, they were like, oh, I'm so glad you could come for the wedding. It's like, yes, me and the Red King don't really get along. I was surprised to be invited. Then why was she invited? Or was she? Maybe she bribed the Tweedles. <laughs> oh, no, she didn't bribe the Tweedles. She threatened the Tweedles' lives. Yes. yeah, that's She doesn't bribe people. She threatens them. She takes their heart out, plays with it a little and gives it back. Um, okay, that makes sense. But why? Just because he didn't like magic? Well, I think it was more a situation where she was projecting all of her hopes and dreams for Regina onto Anna uh, or Anastasia. Uh, just because, y- you know, she, she that kind of thing was closed off to her after, obviously, she got sent to Wonderland and everything. Right. And it, that was kind of the impression I got, that she was just trying to find a surrogate daughter. <laughs> yeah, but what did that have to do with him? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, in order – one of the th- big things I remember about her in the flashbacks with young Regina was that she wanted her daughter to have all the power. You know, she wanted her to have all the magic power. She wanted her to have the power of the, the royalty of the kingdom and everything. Yeah. So I th- I think it was more about keeping uh, Anastasia on the throne than it was about uh, yeah, getting one over on Will <laughs> or something. Yeah, well, I guess. What do, what do you think, Martine? Well, I think um, she talked a bit about how Regina was a big disappointment to her. Mm-hmm. So kind of thing. She was just pushed through the looking glass by her own daughter just before. Yeah. So I I really do think that she's just looking for somebody to manipulate kind of in that way. But, yeah, the same with like going back to Will, just like getting his heart and kind of get more power which I also think, obviously, with killing the Red King, so I do think it's just about... Because I don't think she could actually manipulate manipulate him, so I think mm-hmm. Anna is definitely easier to do that, and yeah... Yeah, well, we we got a cut. We might have got a a little hint as to why it might have gone down too, as far as her killing the Red King. I just remembered it. I it's mentioned that uh, the the King was bringing like uh you know basically prostitutes right. or whatever through the secret tunnels underneath. So maybe maybe it was a case a little case of jealousy too. Although I mean. Anastasia kind of got with him, not not for love, but just be, for, for power. love of power right? or whatever. That was actually going to be my next thing is like, how long were they even together for there to be all these women brought in mm-hmm. for that whole discussion even? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it seems like, uh, yeah, that, sorry, um, that he probably got killed fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Just, Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it wasn't a great amount of time. Well, f- first of all, because they both age normally and they both looked, you know, pretty much the same. Right. Uh, between the two, uh, one point of con or continuity point I kind of wanted to bring up is uh, it wasn't Cora when she was the Red Queen. Wasn't she wearing like a dark mask? She was wearing a veil. Yeah, or a or veil, something like that. Yeah, or something like that. I, I, I just, I, I wonder why she didn't have it on in this this episode. Probably because they were p- paying Barbara Hershey, right? <laughs> more than no, he- I think the a veil is an indication of mourning, though. Mm. So perhaps that was not long after the king died. That that could scene. be. That could be because I, it would be a sign of respect. Yeah, actually, I kind of yeah. like that idea. Yeah, an, another idea I had was that maybe. She only wears that around, you know, the servants and the peasantry. But when she's out there in the world networking with other royals, she kind of loses it. Yeah. It was a thought I had. Uh, Any thoughts on that, Martine? I I don't know. I I think I remember from the books that, like, the whole court was kind of aping, like, really, really obvious, like, physical signs which are emphasized. So that's why he had like the large ears and the big nose and that kind of thing. Mm. So I think that veil was kind of mainly to hide something. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure I really need to reread that. 
<laughs> yeah, it, and it's it, one of, one of the things too is that 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 was obviously put there for the audience, so we didn't know who the character was. Right. Too. So, <laughs> and that's not needed anymore because we we all know who who uh, who Cora was in Wonderland. Uh, but interesting nonetheless. And uh, to close it off, uh, Martin, you you found a cool quote by uh, Lewis Carroll or Carol Carol. Carol, that's not the, yeah. <laughs> I say Caro for some reason. It uh, rhymes yeah. with marrow. Oh my. <laughs> but if you want to go ahead and uh, close yeah. it out with that. So it's um, about the confusion of uh, the Red Queen and the Queen of Hearts because mm-hmm. they, they're obviously often confused. Yes. And he said, um, I pictured to myself the Queen of Hearts as a sort of embodiment of ungovernable passion, a blind and aimless fury. The Red Queen I pictured as a fury, but of another type. Her passion must be cold and calm. She must be formal and strict, yet not unkindly. And that kind of reminded me of the scene where the Queen of Hearts was teaching her magic because mm-hmm. she... She really tried to get her to get angry about Anna's past and her mother disapproving of uh-huh. her life. So, and then, I don't know, like Anna's face when she actually got the candle to light. I do think she looked really cold and calm and you could mm. see her personality kind of changing. So I found that really interesting, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I think the uh, the whole uh, her passion must be cold and calm. I think that kind of speaks to the version of the character that we kind of disliked in, Marie. Uh, right. Uh, for, first off, in the first several episodes of the season before we kind of got the reveal that she was Will's ex-girlfriend and everything. Right. I know but that that's a really interesting quote in, in I'm glad you brought up that scene between her and Cora there at the end when she was getting her first magic lesson. Right. Because, because I thought the I again I forget the name, but the actress who plays the Red Queen did phenomenal in that scene. She matched Barbara Hershey. Right. And Barbara Hershey's yeah. insane. Like good insane. <laughs> Very insane. good insane. You you could tell you could tell Barbara Hershey felt maybe just a little bit out of her element because she wasn't interacting with maybe the actors she had been you know, for, for once proper. Right. But it, it, she seemed just a little bit off, but I mean, she was still fantastic because she's a total pro, right? Yeah. So, so how could she not be? I, and now this is interesting. Um, what, what you got? Um, I have nothing. No, I'm kidding. Nothing's interesting. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Martine, uh, took it upon herself to write a bit of ah, a, yes. You, you know, I, I'm sure slightly inspired by our, our rhyming summaries, <laughs> uh, but she decided to go ahead and write a poem, I, you know, basically summarizing the events of the episode. So I figured uh, we'd have Anne-Marie, since she's our, our rhyming reader. Or, oh, I'm uh, so sorry, Martine, for how I'm going to butcher this. <laughs> but I have her go ahead and read it before we do the arbitrary scale. Okay, well, this is my maiden voyage into reading this, so bear with me. <clears throat> In Underland broke out a fight. Cyrus fought with all his might. And Alice had been oh so slight. The compass, though, was worth the fright. Again we saw the Queen of Hearts. And so Anna's magic training starts. Learn how to use the darker arts while heart remained behind the darts. The Jabberwock was reading fears, a power that brings all to tears. After Storybrooke, Jafar appears. And Cyrus and his mom meet after years. Anna dies, and Will, he cries. Now let's all chat, start the chatter on tonight's Heart of the Matter. Oh, I did so good till the end. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I, it's always hard to, to as someone who writes these every week, it's always hard to shoehorn the uh, episode title. Right. There's someone to get it to, like, rhythmically flow. But that was awesome, Martin. That was really good. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry we saved it till the end. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> We should have just swapped it out. Hold on, hold on. I, I, Amory, I think we should clap. Yay! Great job. Okay, uh, so now, as everyone knows, I we need to judge this by an arbitrary scale, right? So I'm just going to come up with something off the top of my head. I'm going to say, and we'll start with Martine. Martine, out of uh, 14.5 shrunk analysis, how many shrunk analysis <laughs> would you give this episode? I think I would give it 13 
of 14.5 shrunk analysis. <laughs> Why? <laughs> um, I really liked it. I I really enjoyed that there were so many different scenes. So that we kind of had uh, like flashbacks, and then we had Will alone, and like, mm-hmm. and then Underland, and so it was just kind of really nice to see different parts of the story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I really enjoyed the Red Queen this episode, and really got to like Jafar and. It was amazing to have Barbara Hershey back, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I and, think it's and, nice to see Barbara Hershey interact with the other characters. Mm-hmm. Sort of the same yeah. way you said it seemed a little bit off. I think it was refreshing. Yeah, it, it, it kind of almost gave us a whole... whole it, I mean, even if it was a practical thing of actors working with actors, whatever, it still gave us a kind of a different view on on the core character, which was cool. Also, we, we know... You know what? I, I'm going to hold off the arbitrary scale for like three seconds. Why? We never addressed the death of the white red queen. Oh, oh my god! Like, how heartbreaking was that? I like, knew it was coming, but still, like, I didn't know specifically that it was coming. But I heard somebody died this week, mm-hmm. and well, it was the last thirty seconds. Nobody died yet, so <laughs> I saw that one coming. But it was so tragic because they basically had just fallen back in love. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the thing was, the first time I watched through it, I was a little sleepy, so I I kind of dozed off at one or two points. Of course, it was one that of, point. One of them was the big kiss with the swooping around camera right before she bought it, and that just <laughs> added so much to it. Like, uh, it, it was insane because I I really liked the episode before I realized I slept through two very important moments, <laughs> um, but uh, I I super liked it after that. I uh, Martine way on that on that real quick before we finish up the rating yeah because i i usually don't watch any of the trailers to kind of keep a bit spoiler free although obviously twitter just ruins everything (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so so i watched watched this episode and obviously it said one is gonna die so it's really freaked out but Mm -hmm. then because i didn't like her previously so kind of thought she would die Mm -hmm. but i'm still really unsure if that's actually going to happen because that scene looked so weird to me dead is dead no but there was like a flashing white (laughs) light and the the scene just looked so surreal Mm -hmm. and if there's no body there's no corpse (laughs) <laughs> you know when we uh get into the news here in a minute i i i do have a thought on that and i think some of our listeners might have written in about it too but i am marie out of 14.5 uh shrunken alice's uh, what would you give this episode i am going to give it 13.5 shrunken alice's mm-hmm. i would give it a solid 14.25 shrunken alice's uh-huh. but i think their use of Storybrooke was almost insulting. I I I think I think that's pretty much a universal sentiment. We didn't get we didn't get the storybook we needed. We just right. got the storybook as Jafar called it. <laughs> storybook. Like I think and it didn't we didn't need a lot, but you know, let's get a character out there to guide them to the house, mm-hmm. to run into like, you know, somebody you're walking. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like you said, I think have, they just have didn't them- want to Oh, I was sorry. I was going to say, like you said, just ha- have his house be at Granny's. You don't even have to have any actors on set. Maybe right. just, ha- you know, go through one more familiar little scene. And that would have been enough, I think. Right. Or I don't know, have him living in the clock tower or something ridiculous. But I think I'm going to guess they did that <laughs> so as to bless you. I think that was a sneeze. It was a cough, um, but that's it was okay. a cough. <laughs> um, but I think it was to avoid the timeline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, they didn't have to address it. Yep, I think I think not. So they didn't have to address it, but I think so that they leave it open, or at least I'm hoping that they leave it open for whoever our please have a crossover character will be. <laughs> At okay. this point, I don't know who I want. But anyway, how many are you giving it? Ah, you asked me again. I mean, I, I I don't know how to process that, but I know exactly what I'm giving it, and okay. <clears throat> this rating shocks even me. Uh oh. Out of 14.5 shrunk analysis. Yes. I'm giving this a 14.4. Whoa. I know. 
<laughs> I am shocked as well. I never expected Wonderland to get that high on the arbitrary scale. Whoa. But, I, you know, as we've been discussing the entire episode, I even like Jafar in this episode, right. which was the, the scariest thing for me. And really, the only criticism is the one we've already brought up. Not enough Storybrooke, not enough reason for them to be in Storybrooke. Also, point of order. I also thought it was weird that they brought the heart back to Wonderland. Why didn't they go to, like, I don't know, Oz or Black and White World or somewhere where Jafar didn't know they were? But Well, they had to get the heart in his body. Well, they didn't have to get the heart in the, his body. I think the plan was for them to hide it so Jafar couldn't find it, right? Oh. Okay. Yes. Then that was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was dumb on their part. That was dumb. And what also, do you expect? Oh, go ahead. <laughs> also, why was, like, the clock tower when they just sprung out of the boat <laughs> was at 9 25 <laughs> it just got me really angry i was like no it's supposed to be 8 15 <laughs> yeah and, and then we get into timelines and everything it's just before or after and uh, they just need to come out with a, uh, an official timeline of the once universe absolutely absolutely but you, you know what, what? until they do i guess we should move on to okay. the news News. Okay, uh, first up ratings. Uh, uh, not great. <laughs> um, so sad. I can't I, believe it. I know, but uh, it tied for last week's series low of 0.8 in adults 18. But last week wasn't a series low, was it? I thought uh, last week was a series high. I think we may have a typo. No, okay, that was straight from uh, TV by the numbers dot where we usually get our ratings. Uh, which, by the way, you can I find the link. I have a typo. Well, I you think keep our, talking. I was going to say I think our listeners should go to uh, the show notes at greetingsfromstorybrook dot com uh, where they can find links to all this stuff, and uh, then and then really take it to zap to it if they're wrong because that's wrong. Uh, but unfortunately, not as great as it could be. Uh, but Again, the ratings really don't matter so much at this point because we're getting the the last couple episodes anyway. So right, not too big of a deal. Not too big of a deal. Now we'll go ahead and uh, we also will also have a link to the uh, promo for next week up there, and it's pretty interesting. We have a uh, Jafar basically saying to Will, uh, "You know, we can change the rules of magic, right? She doesn't have to die." Uh, which I, I find very interesting and uh, also gives me some hope now that I've really start, started to like her as an actress that we'll get a little more Red Queen in our lives, you know. Right. But uh, yeah, and Aww. we get that and then they're kind of mounting a defense, but then it seems like Will might be turning on them. Jafar's uh, force choking Will. <laughs> There's a knife to a throat. It's it's insanity, folks. I think it, from this point... uh we're full steam ahead into the conclusion of this story. So I, I think things are going to get pretty intense. I'm almost kind of hoping for a Hamlet-type ending where Ooh. we get, you know, in just one scene at the end, every character dies except that one crossover character over into the main series. <laughs> Which I, we, we're hoping happens. There has to be a crossover character. I, I, still, say, I still say my money's on the knave. Uh, just because he he he's the fan favorite. He's the one with the most uh, street cred in the acting game, with the most chops. Uh, he he seems to make the most sense. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, we'll see. I would like to correct you. Okay, go ahead. Um, just based on numbers solely, um, they had three point five one million viewers this week. Last week was three point two two. Um, they had the same share as last week. Yeah, like the same ratings and share. Mm-hmm. But they did have more viewers this week. This week, okay. Well, that's good. They that and that's it's actually some kind. Um, yeah. It. I, I mean, it's you know, three hundred thousand people. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, no, it only like it's better than the last half of the last half season. Oh, that's so, good. Yeah, it's it leans towards steady up. So I think they were framing it negatively. Right around there, because generally what we do with these is uh, I go over there and I just pull when they were talking about Once Upon a Time in Wonderland and I paste it over here to read. Right, but you guys don't care about that, right? You guys care about hearing from yourselves. Uh, I which personally what... care a little bit about that, but that's not that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I like hearing yeah. ourselves as well, though. Obviously, we do, but they they like uh, hearing what their thoughts were on the episodes, and you can do that uh, by. 
emailing us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can tweet us at GFStoryBrook. You can head up to Facebook, which is always a wellspring of conversations where we found Martine or where, where she got a hold of us at uh, facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And you can leave a voicemail or – and we don't promote this enough – or you can send in an MP3 or something to our, G, our, our email address. But you can call in and leave a voicemail, 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Now, if you're listening to this in the future, that might be changing because I heard Google Voice is integrating with Hangouts. Right. Yeah, so I'm not sure if we're going to – we might need to get a new voicemail number. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, for now, 424-274-2352. And first up, we have a voicemail from uh, Bobby from Bradington. Bobby. Uh, hear from you every week except last week on Once Proper Podcast because you sent it in as we were recording the podcast. But go ahead and take it away, Bobby. Hey, Bill and Ann. Bobby from Bradington here. Well, here's the big crossover everyone was looking forward to, and I've got to say, I was kind of hoping for more. It was great to see Cora, and I like how her storyline played out. It kind of seems as though she's using Anna as a surrogate daughter now that Regina has rejected her. And I was excited to finally see Storybrooke on the show, and maybe even interact with some characters. But that's where it fell flat, because there was nothing or anyone there that made it feel like Storybrooke. It just felt like any modern town USA. Although it was nice to see how Alice and Cyrus would react to the modern world. I know this is a magic land, but it was a bit a uh, leap too far to see Cyrus just so quickly say, oh, I think the staff is my mom. I wish they could have had, like, a throwaway line that just said, like, oh, I think the staff said something to me, or I felt something when I grabbed the staff or something, for him to just make the illogical leap that it's his mom just seemed a bit too far. I guess that's why I'm glad that they're finally taking the focus off of, at least for now, uh, Alice and Cyrus and putting it on Anna and Will, because it seems they're the stronger characters, and I can't wait to see what Will does now that he has a heart and seems to be working with Jafar to do what he can to get Anna back. Thanks, Bobby. Bobby! We always love hearing from you. And yeah, I I think in general, like, my main complaint with the Red Queen character is that she just gives in. She seems to give in a little too easy. And it, versus even, you know, a couple weeks ago or, you know, earlier in the series or whatever, she just seemed before she got shanked in this episode to kind <laughs> of uh, she kind of gave up. Like yeah. she was she was kind of it, it, it was almost like and I don't want this to come off the wrong way because this is going to sound really cruel. But I was almost glad to see her get killed. Just because you could see that the character was at a point where it couldn't progress any further, right? Wow. And at that point, she be she became kind of a means to an end for the other characters and the plot to play out. But I mean, again, based on what we saw in the preview, uh, that could be changing next week. She could be back up on her feet by the end of she next could, episode. She could be dancing right after the credits. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. okay. Emery, you want to read this letter we got from Hope? All right. This one is from Hope. Hope uh, Mullinex, <clears throat> uh, who writes in all the time. We've had some special episodes with her. Love her. She's a great fan of the show. Uh, just a few quick points about this week's Wonderland. I liked the episode, but last week was still my favorite. Um, Alice and Cyrus and Storybrooke was my favorite part. I need an entire episode of Alice, Cyrus, and Hope trying to figure out the modern world. Though something jumped out at me. How often does Rabbit come to our world? He knew what electricity was and how to explain it. That seems odd to me. I also I, kind of wonder how many uh, other worlds have electricity. Oh, like that's a, true. Seems like Oz might because, uh, you know, they're, yeah, because of the wizard. And everything. Interesting. Well, uh, such a land without magic has at least some. Oh, that's right. Technology. Yeah. I really like that line though, where uh, he was like, "Yeah, it's an invisible energy that uh, can turn darkness into light." And, yeah. You know all this stuff, and she was like, "That's not magic." <laughs> I know he's been hanging around with with Frankenstein a bit too much. <laughs> um, acting wise, this was Michael Soja's best week. Will had a huge range of emotions to play out from sassy, uncaring, heartless Snape to Will screaming and fighting through the bars trying to save Anna. Mm-hmm. He was amazing this week. Oh, yeah, definitely highlighted the episode. Absolutely. 
Um, I was so happy to see Barbara Hershey again. I always love to hate Cora. Killing her off so early in season two never seemed like a great idea. She was such a powerhouse that Greg and Tamara could never fill the void. Just imagine what she'd have done to them. Like, they'd, they'd have lasted like half an episode. They wouldn't have made it to Neverland. That's for darn sure. Oh, yeah, there's no way. Um, if Pan's shadow could travel realms, I always wanted Pan and Cora to team up. I think Rumpel <laughs> will have had a conniption with his ex and dad working together. I loved seeing her corrupt Anna, and I wish there could have been more of her in Wonderland. Have a great week. Thank you, Hope. Thank you, Hope. And yeah, I hope sent in a few more points than that, but I other uh, writers enters is the proper term is had covered them or whatever. So I, I cut a couple, but I kept I kept all the really important ones. Also, is something that we should probably just uh, touch on just briefly is. I I know that Hope had said last week that uh last week's episode she was really enam- one of those people who were really enamored with last week's episode of Wonderland. She said that it was better than any episode of Once Proper, which Hope Hope you know we love you. Well, we completely disagree. <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been a little <laughs> overstating it, but agree to disagree and and no hard feelings. <laughs> or anything like and i mean that no hard feelings from you towards us for disagreeing that's right gosh darn it um <laughs> but also about koa is she actually always carrying around bags to keep hearts in yes she just had that ready to put the will's heart in like well, she knew what she was gonna go there for you're definitely considered a villain if you carry around heart bags <laughs> she yeah. has a bag of holding or something <laughs> <laughs> Okay, our next letter is from Elizabeth Swan. Hey, guys. Wow, I loved this episode. It was amazing. In my opinion, best episode of the series. I said that last week, too. It's nice that the episodes are getting progressively better. Agreed. Uh, Poor Will. To finally get his heart back and realizing Anastasia did love him and then losing her all over again. I felt so bad for him. Michael searches acting this week with five out of five stars. Even Alice wasn't so whiny this episode. Yes. I may not have mentioned it, but yes, I didn't want to throw Alice against a wall this week. So good job. <laughs> um, Storybrooke, Cyrus, and Alice was hilarious. Lights on, lights off, lights on, lights off. Cyrus's bar fight was really ni- nice. It's fun to see him getting his hands dirty and being cheeky when he refused to pay for the drink he stole. Also, Cora! I hate her so much, but I love her too. I'm conflicted. I, I, miss- would, I would just like to mention that that really loud Cora that Amory just did, uh, she was representing like eight exclamation points there. And all caps, and I feel like it yeah. should have been bolded. Um, Good thing you could have gone louder. That's the only way I could go louder, <laughs> yes. Um, I missed Barbara Hershey on my TV. She is absolutely amazing in all that she does. Also, is Fire making the first chapter of the magic curriculum? It's the first thing Cora taught Anastasia and Regina taught Emma. Oh, hmm. interesting. That is true. I guess that, yeah, that's probably like the, the primer. Intro. Like yeah, You have to write the alphabet before you can learn to read sort of thing. Interesting. Um, so I guess I have to talk about Anastasia's death. Good, because we almost forgot it. Um, all I can say is rip my heart out and put it in a blender. It was so sad and also one of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland's best written scenes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I would say versus best written. I would say best directed. And acted. Yeah, best directed and best acted. Like Because, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of like dialogue or anything in that scene. I, 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 th- I think, think a lot of the power of that scene probably probably had to do with the director and the right. you know, cinematographer and stuff like that. Uh, I think Jafar is going to use grief-stricken Will to his advantage by saying that if Will dies... Di- no, does this for him, he will be able to revive Anastasia. I do believe Anastasia is coming back. Her name even quite literally means resurrection. So yeah, Will and Anna, I ship it. (laughs) Um, So out of 49 caterpillars high on opium, I give this episode (laughs) 48.75 caterpillars high on opium. Elizabeth. P.S. If this was a once proper episode, I think it would be an above average episode. Kind of like season two's episodes, The Queen is Dead or Lacey. I disagree on Lacey. But um, P.P.S. I think this podcast episode should be called Alice versus the refrigerator or Alice versus electricity. 
Uh, thank you very much, Elizabeth. And I, I guess you know you'll have to you'll have to download this episode to find Which you out. Already what the know time... because if you've gotten to this point, yes, we called the episode "Alice versus the Refrigerator." So, <laughs> also, I did this box. Also, I came this close to stealing your scale because I happened. Actually, Anne Marie showed it to me because she was so entertained by it when she was going through all the letters, and I, I was so close. But I was like, no, I can't. I can't intentionally rip off one of our listeners but uh, you want to go ahead and read this next one from isabel and thank you uh very much uh elizabeth swan 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 uh <laughs> bill and amory wonderland was so much more gra- gravitas has so much more gravitas oh see maybe you should have read this one um when it's got a significant guest character from the main show don't it loved seeing Cora and lots of explicit and implicit callbacks to her relationships with Regina and Rumpel the mythology has really expanded what living without a heart practically means practically speaking means in terms of one's desires etc Cora is clearly excuse me massively projecting the entire episode possibly even more than she did on Regina here Emory I'll take over on this one thank you I'm dying Anastasia and Will's situation parallels Rumple and Cora's pretty neatly, right down to the meet me in the woods the night before your wedding bit. <laughs> Did it feel to anyone else that even though she can't love anymore, Cora kind of intellectually remembers what it felt feels like? Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Bit. Definitely. The entire episode felt as though she was trying to justify her choice to ditch everyone's favorite sparkly disco lizard. Uh, Wow. I like that. Disco lizard. We're going to have to use that. The disco lizard should go down to the disco opium den for sure. He'd enjoy that. that. Get him out of his cage. Yeah, better better than. Oh, oh, speaking of, did you guys notice uh, the white rabbit noticed the bar? Yes. Kind of get get like yeah. defensive about it almost. It's like, huh. That was funny. I I even got the sense that she felt a need uh, or, or a kind of detached pity for Will over his broken heart. I always enjoyed Cora and Rumpel's uh, bad romance. So it's uh <laughs> possible I'm reading into it, but whatever. Bad romance. I'm sorry. Wow. I was trying to remember what the melody was as I was doing it. It was rough. In any case, at least it was a strong part for her and not a waste of a guest role in the episode, unlike showing Storybrooke and not having a single cameo outside of Ruby's car. Isabel. Thank you, Isabel. And yeah, that's a. A huge criticism, I think, across the board is it didn't need to be Storybrooke, so why was it Storybrooke, you know? Right. But what you going to do? And Anne-Marie, uh, you want to close out for the long ones? We have a couple little ones from Reading Facebook. Anne-Marie. Yeah. Okay. Anne-Marie, read Anne-Marie. I, I, obviously, Anne-Marie uh, has been a guest on this show before, full disclosure. All right. Loved, loved this episode. And dare I say it better than last one's proper episode. No, you do not dare say it. Um, (laughs) The show (laughs) is heating up for a big show finale, and you can tell. I noted down a few points. When I looked at the spellbook Jafar is using, it appears he is reading Arabic. However, he is speaking in Latin, performing the spells. I found this really interesting. Agreed, because I didn't notice until you pointed it out. (laughs) Um, Cora maybe, is ma- maybe the gods who uh, fuel the spells only understand Latin, but he was reading it in Arabic. <laughs> nice. Uh, Cora is making an appearance, and Barbara Hershey did not disappoint. She was amazing. I wonder which doctor she is, daughter she is talking about when she said she was disappointed, Regina or Zelina. And Cora taught Anna magic. Just a great backstory. Yeah, on the off chance that no one's watching or someone's not watching once proper but watching Wonderland, uh, it was revealed this past week that the Wicked Witch is supposedly, I still have my doubts even with after yes. interviews and everything, yeah. uh, that Zelina, the Wicked Witch, is Cora, or uh, sorry, Regina's half-sister, Cora's daughter. I have my doubts. I completely doubt it. Yeah, same. I, I don't believe she is, but... No, otherwise they wouldn't have made a, such a big deal of showing the blood. But anyway, other shows. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I was going to throw in with a couple points on that, but I realized, no, no, we're in Wonderland. We're in Wonderland right now. <laughs> so. um, at first, I thought Jafar couldn't unleash the genies because Nave is not a brother. Oh, but in the end, it may be because of his heart, although it is not yet finished. So I could still be right. I do love it that the Jabberwocky couldn't feel fear in Will. She was so confused. I She just seemed bored mm-hmm. with the entire episode. Um, Will had quite a nice place in Storybrooke, and I enjoyed some of the lines in those scenes. Fell off a truck. 
funny. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, the whole, the whole fall off the track. It's a it's a figure of speech. It's a figure of speech. The the whole what we probably compromised five or six minutes of the episode, but the whole fish out of water yeah. issue in Storybrooke was really entertaining. I just wish you know, as everyone does, it had been more about Storybrooke and not about people from Victorian England coming to modern day world. That's also quite funny that now he's stealing for himself rather than being... Because he was always kind of like the outsider with the Merriman. Right. He was always kind of not getting their point of actually stealing and giving to to poorer people. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that he's still doing the same thing in Storybook and just keeping stuff for himself. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to fill the void. Um, they were in Sherwood before Wonderland, not the Enchanted Forest. Interesting. I guess I should have known since Will was one of the Merry Men. See, I think, I think Sherwood is like a neighborhood within the Enchanted Forest. Yeah, yeah, it's like it, it's like the uh, subdivision down the street or whatever. Right, right, you know? because we have all these different kings and queens and castles and kingdoms in Lancelot and right, all this other stuff. Right. Uh, when Jafar was fighting to get the heart. The score in the background sounded like the music from the Disney version of Aladdin. Oh, and I thought that was a great detail. Uh, see, I got to talk the kids into watching it tomorrow. Um, <laughs> last but certainly not least, I did not see the killing of Anna coming, killing her off two episodes before the end. Amazing. Out of 16 failed attempts to unleash the genies, I give it 15 and two out of three bottles. Anne-Marie. Anne-Marie, you can't have two arbitrary scales. You're kicked out of here. You're done. Not she didn't good. have two arbitrary scales. Yes, she did. She had. She had. Uh, she it, she was giving it fifteen attempts and two of the bottles. Okay, so it was it, it was, was one like, combined it was like a arbitrary point. scale. It was like a point. So it, it 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 okay okay. It's two variables with one in one scale. Okay, yeah. I'll allow it. Amory, you're safe. You can stay. I also you, Amory, the my co-host. <laughs> you you can stay as well, and uh, we'll wrap it up with a couple uh comments from our Facebook post about this episode. Again, facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrooke. Uh, we always post that right after the episode. We love to hear your comments. Uh, Victoria said, I love the episode. Was so sad at the ending. I like Anna and Will way better than Alice and Cyrus, which I think, again, is a common point among a lot of people. Uh, Rachel says, I guess this is how Jafar will get the genies to help him change the laws of magic. One of which is, you can't bring back the dead. And, uh, you know, as we saw in the promo for next week, looks pretty likely he's going to be taking that tact. Yeah. And uh, I haven't watched a promo for, ne for next week, but do, do you think it would be possible for Jafar and the Queen of Hearts to actually join forces? Because I've been really looking forward to them, like the two of them, because they used to be like an item. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be really fun to have the two acting together again. See, I I, I don't know. Uh, literally stabbing someone in the back, it's kind of hard to rebound from that. It's kind, <laughs> yeah. kind of hard yeah. to, I don't know, patch up that hole in the relationship, I guess. Uh, but I, I guess we'll see. I mean, anything could happen. And she still she still has a, a small motivation, I guess, for changing the rules of magic. Uh, oh no! Did, did I did I say duet queen? I I meant a queen of hearts. Oh okay okay. Uh yeah yeah that, that's Andrews, he used to be with Barbara Hershey. Okay yeah yeah you said the red queen. I or at least yeah. I heard the red queen. Who knows what you said? It's it's way <laughs> in the past. There's no way to tell. Uh, but yeah, that would be interesting too. And I kind of feel like we almost get it, we're we're almost. Do or or we deserve another Barbara Hershey scene before this is all over with, right? Right, but I know she was yeah. only committed to one episode. So but maybe know. they had to shoot one extra scene while she was there in Very the studio possible. that day, you know? Very possible. I guess we'll see. And uh, finally, to uh, wrap it all up, uh, Aaron wrote, I thought it was heartbreaking, and I hope things get better in the next episode. I actually hope things get worse and they get be better in the next <laughs> episode following that. Wow. Well, you know, it's the I know, I know, I know. But uh, again, uh, you can, you know, when the episode's done uh, airing, run to your computer. Oh, here uh, we you, go again with the running. I know. It, well, it's important They're gonna to They're going to hurt run. themselves. But the thing is, that gets the blood pumping, that gets it flowing. So you write really interesting emails, which you can send in to greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can tweet us at gfstorybrook. Uh, you can hit up the Facebook, facebook.com, facebook not Facebook. 
Facebook.com slash greetings from Storybrooke. And you can leave us a voicemail, which we pretty much always play unless reasons. Weird happens. Yeah, uh, at 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Now, Martina, where can people find you online? Um, mainly just on Twitter, at Hot Air Balloon with, well, that's with double two T's. T. Yeah, yeah. Hot, 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 hot. <laughs> and uh Maria, what are you up to these days? Um, you can find me on the Twitters at AMD Simone. I have also been working very actively trying to revamp Yield Blog, Crunchy Crafty, and highly caffeinated.wordpress.com. Yeah, and so I saw your most let recent. Let me know what you think. I do appreciate all feedback. I was just going to say, I went I went there this week and checked out your latest post. It was pretty good once you got an editor involved. Oh, Oops. hush your face. I was writing it on my lunch break. <laughs> yeah, I was the editor. Uh, but but, uh, he assigned himself that position. He was not asked. And uh, I, you can find me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. Uh, my Google Plus is google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. And I write... Uh, books i guess about superheroes i guess that are like 13 years old i guess and uh it's at dogboyadventures.com you can check that out wow yeah and you know what this is this is a rarity there was Uh a good episode of wonderland and we went extra long on the episode no generally when there's a good episode of wonderland it's short it's like 40 minutes we went an hour and 10 minutes that is phenomenal i like it yeah, That's it, because we had an amazing guest. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> thank you, Martin. Yeah, thank you again, Martine, for uh, joining us. And, you know, I guess until next week, greetings, greetings from, from Wonderbrook Wonder. Stand. Wonder the Stand Day. by Stephen King. Wow. Wow.